We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. Go with me very quickly to the book of Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 22. Exodus 12 and 22. I'm going to read one scripture because what I want to say today is in this scripture. Amen. Exodus 12 and verse 22. When you have it, just shout, I got it. And you shall take a bunch of hisham. That's that's Greek for a lot. You shall take a bunch of hisham and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. Catch this part. And none of you, somebody say none of you. None of you shall go out at the door of his house until morning. None of you can leave. None of you can go out. This morning, if you allow me for just a few moments uh, today, I want to preach to you on this subject. Weighing heavy on my heart today. Shut the door. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, shut the door. Look at, look at your other neighbor and tell him, just shut it. Some of y'all having too much fun doing that right there. I'm going to pray for you now. Shut the door. Can we pray real quick? Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful for what we feel. Your presence is so powerful in this room right now. I pray that you would now let the seed of the word fall into good soil. God, that we can be encouraged. We can grow. We can learn. We can glean from your word. And we'll be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And somebody said, in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Shut the door. There is uh, a great redeeming story in Exodus 12. It's a a long story um, to get to the point of 1222. There's a lot of nuances in this story that will lead us to this point. It's it's been a long time coming. God has decided after 450 years of slavery that he is now going to set his children free. He's he's made up in his mind, we're coming out. Somebody said amen. He's made up in his mind, we're coming out. And I'm setting you free. And in the process of this great moment, there is mighty miracles that happen. We see the blood of the river, uh, the, the, the river, the water of the river turn into blood. We see frogs come out of the river. We see the dust of the earth turn into lice. We see locusts that will block the sun. We see hail fall from the sky. There's all manner of things that God is doing to loosen the grip of Pharaoh on his people. 
God always does things efficiently. Somebody said amen. And he's efficiently bringing this moment where there's going to be a release. And every time Pharaoh will say go, the Bible says that God will harden his heart and turn another miracle around because God's getting him ready for this great getting up morning. We, we getting out of here. And the Bible would tell us that there's one last plague, one last deal that God's going to do. And this one is going to be in the form of what the Bible would tell us will be a death angel. Sounds super spooky. Um, I don't want to ever be nowhere near a place where the death angel is coming over. And the Bible says that God will tell him, I'm going to send a death angel to fly over Israel. And that death angel will reap the souls, take the lives of every firstborn in the country. Every firstborn lamb, every firstborn cow, every firstborn gnat is going to be mine plus every firstborn child. And he said, but as I'm doing this, here's what I want the children of Israel to do. I am releasing a plague of death over Israel, but I'm going to give Israel the cure. I will give you the antidote before I release it. I'm, before I release this disease, I'm going to give you the vaccine. Before, I'm meddling now, don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> he says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell you, Moses, that you and Aaron are going to tell the people to do this thing. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to take a lamb. They're going to choose a lamb, a, a, a precious lamb. And they're going to bring that lamb into their house for 14 days, two weeks. And as that lamb is in the house for 14 days, they will love it. They will make sure that it doesn't get any burrs in its fur or wool. We're going to make sure it's clean, it's without blemish, it's without spot. And they're going to take that lamb on the 14th day, and they are going to slay that lamb. They're going to kill it. And they're going to take the blood of that lamb and put it in a basin. And when they put that blood in that basin, they're going to get a bunch of hyssop. And hyssop was just a branch. It was a bush. And so they would take all the branches and, and get a bunch of it and wind it together. They would use that, that, that hyssop branch like a, like a paintbrush kind of. said, I want you to tell them to get a bunch of hyssop. And they're going to take that hyssop branch and they're going to dip that branch in that blood in the basin. And they're going to go outside of their home. And on the outside of their home, on the sides and the top of the door, they're going to put the blood. They're going to paint the blood on the door and when the death angel passes over every home that has the blood applied will be saved and every firstborn in that home that has the blood applied to their home they're going to make it out of here alive and so the children of Israel did just that. And there was a great, mighty, delivering moment for the children of Israel. There's more to the story. Like I said in the beginning, this story is a long time coming. And there are many, many nuances. A lot of things that I could preach about today from this story. Because we all know that the blood still works. Amen. 
because in this room today, we have the blood of the spotless lamb. The Bible called him the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. Know ye not that ye are not your own, but you've been bought with a price. That price was blood shed on Calvary's hill. And when I went down in the water of baptism, the blood was applied to my life. Amen. And I'm covered by the blood. And, uh, and we could preach about the blood today, and I have before. But today, I, I want to go a different route of the nuance in this story. Just, just, just a contextual moment in this story that I believe makes a lot of sense to me. And he said, when you do all this, and you bring in the lamb, and you've done all your preparing, and you've uh, done all the ceremony that needs to be done, from this moment on, every year, they would have a feast of Passover, the a uh, uh, representation and a celebration of when the angel passed over and the blood saved them and they would have ceremony about this moment and so he said when all the ceremony is done and you guys have done all these things I've asked you to do I need everybody to come in the house and shut the door nobody leaves till morning and again there's so many things I could preach today but, but I just feel in my, in my Holy Ghost spirit to let you know that somebody needs to shut the door. Amen. I want to I tell somebody today that the blood has been applied to your life. And the blood is still working today. The blood is still powerful. The blood is still redeeming. The blood is still saving. But some of y'all got your door open. And even though the blood is applied, that wasn't the end of the story. It wasn't the end of the moment. It wasn't just the, the end of things. Just have the blood applied and let it be what it's going to be. But God said, after you apply the blood, you need to bring the whole family in the house. And somebody in the house, somebody in authority, somebody in place needs to shut the door. Because everything that stays in the house is saved in the house. But if you catch yourself out there, you cannot be saved out there. You need to be in here. So you need to shut the door. Oh, there is a, there is a powerful connection on this Sunday today. I'm letting you know that the Spirit has brought me to this place to tell somebody that the door is open and you need to shut it in your life. Yeah. There, there, there are some things in your life and there are some places that you get into, some anointings and some destinies and some purposes and some moments that you walk into that when you get in it, being in it isn't enough. There must be the closing of a door behind you. Too many people hanging out in option A, but you got the door open. So if option A don't work out, you can walk into option B. But the Lord said, no, when I called you to this, I meant you to stay in this. You need to shut the door. We're not going out there tonight. There's no time. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's going outside. Nobody's. Let me just take about 10 seconds here and preach to the church of the living God. Saints of God, we need to shut the door of the church. 
I'm not saying shut the door and don't let nobody in. I'm saying when they come in, we ought to shut the door behind them and say, now that you're here, we're going to do everything in our power to keep you here. This is what Jesus told him in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. Jesus said, but thou, when you pray, go into your closet, and when you have shut the door, then you need to pray to your Father, which is in secret, and your Father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. Jesus said, when you're going to pray, you need to close the door on your prayer. Nobody needs to know what you're talking about in prayer. And you don't need to leave the door open so everybody can hear your most eloquent prayer. He said, but when you pray, you need a moment where you can shut the door on that. Mo there are moments in our walk with God that we have to shut the door on. Yeah. See, there's, there, there's some stories in the Bible that, that, that bring out the concept of, of shutting the door. I, I want to tell you something. Even God shut the door. God told Noah to build an ark. And he didn't just tell him to build an ark. Hey, just, just build a big old piece of giant wood that floats. He said, no, I wanted to be this tall. I wanted to be this wide because God has always been a God of order. God is a God of blueprints. God doesn't shoot from the hip. He don't say oops and he don't say wow. Right? God likes order. Now when you talk about hell, the Bible said that hell hath enlarged its mouth without measure. No, no boundaries. Hell has no boundaries. There's no fences. You can do whatever you want to do. Be whoever. If you're feeling froggy today, you can, feel, you can feel something else tomorrow. You can just change everything about yourself. You can do, there's no boundaries. Right? That's the world's concept. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to live. Play how you want to play. But when, when we talk about heaven, the Bible said heaven is 1,200 miles high, 1,200 miles wide. There's 12 foundations, and each foundation is the name of an apostle stamped. Each foundation has one gate. Each gate is a singular pearl. There are 24 elders. Are, are, are you getting the pattern here? We talk about hell, no boundaries. Heaven is described. Heaven is like the streets are made of this, the walls are made of this, the glass is this. You, you don't get to decorate, baby. It's decorated for you. Amen? So when God shows up to tell Noah how to build the ark, he don't come with some maybe. He's like, it's got to be this tall, this wide. I want this on the outside. I want this on the inside. You, 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 just don't, you can't just go get any kind of wood. Got to be gopher wood. Can't be. Noah must have used all the gopher wood in the world because it don't exist no more. He built this massive boat. Here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, build a door on it. You need a door that's big enough to fit all these animals I'm going to send you. Because I'm going to send you, you know, we preach it, you know, we the Sunday school brains, you know, two by two. Noah packed them two by two. Out came the camel and the kangaroo. Packed them in that ark so tight. 
Nobody slept at all that night. Mm-hmm. Y'all know nothing about that. Y'all know nothing about that. Y'all too young for that kind of stuff. But there were two of each kind of unclean. Seven of clean. Why seven? That's, a, that's an odd number. Because when this boat lands, we got to sacrifice something. <clears throat> so, Lord says, build a door. When the rain starts falling, and, and, and there's about to be trauma and death, Noah doesn't shut the door. Noah is probably sitting there saying, come on. But the Lord said, nope, nope, I'm closing the door. And the Bible said, the hand of the Lord closed the door and held the door while Noah and his sons tried to open it. God held it closed. I said, no, if they didn't build it, they can't ride on it. Even God knew that the door needed to be shut. Because mm. something happens in the supernatural when you shut the door. You see, most of us in our lives, we have too many options. We have too many ways out. And if we have too many ways out, that means the devil has too many ways in. But the Lord said, I'm about to redeem you. I'm about to set you free. I'm about to get you out of here. But you got to trust me in this moment. You got to shut the door and let me do the work on the outside while you stay put on the inside. None of us want to stay put long enough to let God do what God's trying to do. He said, but if you mess around and come out from underneath the blood at the wrong time, you could lose your soul because you didn't shut the door and stay inside. Because the Lord said, I do my best work when the door is closed. That's why he said, when you pray, shut the door. Because I can't do what I really want to do if you don't shut the door. I can't say what I really want to say if you don't shut the door. There can be no exponential miracle power if you don't shut the door. The reason some of y'all can't break the addictions that you're dealing with is because you won't shut the door. It's still an option. The reason you can't get free from what you're bound from is because you don't mind bringing the lamb in. You don't mind applying the blood, but you leave the door open so you can come and go as you please. But the Lord said, I'm only going to deliver you if you'll shut the door. If you'll shut the door long enough, I'll send the angel. If you'll shut the door long enough, I'll deliver you. If you'll shut the door long enough in the morning, they will let you go. You got to shut the door long enough for God to do a miracle. Shut the door long enough. You got to stay in my house till morning. 
I know you, I know you want to get out, but you can't leave. Not until God's done. Not until God's done working. Not until God's done moving. Not until God's done delivering. Not until God's done changing. Shut the door and watch me work. Oh yeah. It was in it was in 2 Kings that the Bible said that a prophet died. He was a student at the school of prophets. And when he died, the Bible says that his wife came and she told the prophet, my husband was at the school and he died and, and, and he left me in debt and he didn't leave us nothing. What she says, she says, he didn't leave us nothing. And now the debt collectors are coming and they're going to take my two sons. They're going to take my two sons to pay this debt. And man of God, you need to do something. And the man said, what do you have in the house? She said, nothing except, well, that's a lie. You can't say nothing except. That's the oxymoron. Because nothing from nothing, leave nothing, my God. <laughs> Got to have something. She said, nothing except a little oil. The man of God said, oh, I thought you said he left you nothing. You wanted him to leave you an inheritance of things, but he left you an inheritance of spirit. Oh, he left you something. He didn't leave you with nothing. He left you with oil. We can do something with the oil. The oil will make a way for itself. Oh, we can, we can have a miracle with the oil. Here's what he told him. In 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 4, he says, And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and thy sons and pour out the oil in the vessels and set aside all those that are full. And so she went from him and shut the door. <laughs> ain't, it, ain't it awesome when people do what the word already said do? She left from him and shut the door upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me another vessel because obviously there was still oil. And he said unto her, mom, there ain't no vessels anymore. We, we've ran out of vessels. Every vessel that our neighbors let us borrow they're all full. And the Bible says, and the oil stayed. Now we can talk about the miracle of the never-ending oil. Or we could talk about the obedience of the shut door. Can I preach for this a little while? Me and you want to preach about the miracle of the never-ending oil. But not preach about the obedience of the shut door. I'm so thankful for the oil that never ends. I'm so thankful that the oil that will never run dry. But I'm preaching to some people today. You need to stop focusing on the miracle of the oil. And the reason you can't even see the miracle of the oil is because you will not obey and shut the door. Because as long as the door is shut, the oil 
will flow. As long as the door is closed, God can work his miracle power. As long as the door is closed, who am I preaching to today? You're asking God to do things that you know you can't do. You're asking God to make ways that you can't make. You're asking God to change doctor reports. You're asking God to break bondage. You're asking God to loose chains. But God's telling you, stop focusing on the miracle and focus on the obedience. If you'll shut the door behind you, I can work. I can work in a place where the door is shut. Shut the door. Oh, there are miracles behind closed doors. Look at somebody and tell them there's a miracle behind a closed door. We keep praying, God, open the door. God, open the door. God, open the door. God, open the door. And God's praying, I wish you'd close the door. I wish you'd close the door on him because he's keeping you out there. Ain't nobody want to preach to me now. I wish you shut the door on her because she ain't nothing but trouble. I wish you closed the door on that opportunity because as long as that option's still open, you won't give your life fully to me. I wish you closed the door on this because as long as that door is open, you keep looking over your shoulder wondering. I wish you closed the door on that because as long as you keep one foot over there and one foot over here, I can't really work for you like I really want to work for you. But if you would ever come in the house and shut the door, I should have had somebody build me a door so I can slam it. I just want to slam something right now because I wish in the spirit realm there'd be a mother or a father, a brother or a sister that would stand up and say, you know what, you're right, pastor. I, I got too many doors open in my life. I'm keeping too many options open. But I pray in the name of Jesus today that somebody would say, not today, Satan. I'm shutting the door. And when you shut the door, you better get ready to watch God work. Watch him work. Watch him work. Watch him work behind the door. Behind the door, there's a miracle. Behind the door, there's a way. Behind the door, there is promise. Behind the door, dead things can come to life. Behind the door, the oil never runs out. Behind the door, families are set free. Behind the door, miracles are worked. I'm almost finished. The Bible says Elisha came into the house, 2 Kings 4, 32. The Bible says that Elijah came in the house. The woman that built him a room onto the house had laid her dead promise in the bed that she made for him. He's in your bed. If you want to sleep tonight, you got to deal with this dead boy. He comes into the room. The Bible says that when Elisha come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. And he went in therefore and shut the door behind him. You can't watch this, mama. I know you want a front row seat to the miracle. But there's some people that the door, hey, you can't, you can't watch this. God's going to do something in here for me, and you can't be a part of it. Mama, I know you want to know everything that's happening. But sometimes your own children got to say, this is for me. I, me, me and God, 
me and God got, a, got something going on. I got to close the door. You can't, you can't come in here with me today. Because, because I got to deal with some dead stuff that I know, I know that God didn't bring me this far just to let me die. And so I'm going into it. I'm going into a season. I, I, I'm not going to be in here forever. But I'm going into a season where I got to close the door on some stuff. And the only thing that's going to be in, be in here is me and the dead thing. And we ain't coming out until both of us come out. I wonder what would happen in your life. I wonder what would happen in your future. I wonder what would happen in your ministry. I wonder what would happen in your tomorrow if you just make up your mind. I'm not leaving until something breaks. And I love all y'all and I love you and, 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 and I'm okay with this and I'm okay with that. But for a season, I got to shut the door on my relationship with God and I got to get down on my knees. I got to lay across the dead thing and say, Lord, until, until you make a way, I will not open the door. I'm not opening the door until you make a way. I will not leave until morning. I will not leave until morning. I will not leave until morning. Shut the door. I come to preach to people who may have never even heard me preach before. They have ever even been in this building before. May have never even understand what we're doing here today. May still be confused about the whole situation. But I come to tell you today that you're here today for a reason. Because there's some doors that are open in your life that you've got to close. God cannot work for you if the door is open. He said, well, pastor, I'm not really out there. The door's just open. I know, but as long as the door is open, you have the option. And the option is in your heart. And God looks on the intent of the heart. Well, I'm not, I'm not out there. I'm not doing those things. I know, but, but look at the avenue that you created for yourself to do it whenever you want to. But, but Pastor, I'm not, I'm not really fully involved in that. It's just, I know, but there's still the option. And I know every one of us have the option to be an idiot at any time. Right? Amen. Amen. I can flow in and out of it. I have a gift. But, but, but some of you are getting exactly what I'm talking about today. It may not be for everybody, but there's somebody in this room today, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know her number by heart. You know his number by heart. You know the place by heart. You know the situation by heart. When I started preaching today, the Lord brought it to the front of your mind immediately. And you was like, nah, he's not talking about me. He's not talking about me. But Cinderella, if you look down, that shoe is fitting perfectly. I said, well, I feel like pastors come talk about me today. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Here's, here's why. Because I can see that God's wanting to do something mighty in your life, but you still have the door open. And God said, I can't work in a place where the door's not shut. If you shut the door, I can raise the dead. If you shut the door, the oil won't cease. If you shut the door, I'll deliver you from this place. If you just shut. I'm not saying you got to keep the door closed forever, but maybe some of you do. But most of us, if we just shut the door long enough for God to break something in us. Oh. God said, you put the blood on the door. You put the blood, you, you, you kill the lamb. You slay the lamb. You do all that. That's great. That's good. But don't forget to shut the door. Stay in the house until morning. Do not leave. 
don't leave. Don't leave. As a pastor, sometimes you look around and you're like, where are they going? What are they doing? Why are you... Why are you going back, like Paul said in Galatians 4, why are you going back to the weak and beggarly elements of the world? Now that you've known God, or rather now that God has known you, you are no more a servant but a son. You don't have to go out there. You don't, you don't have to go out there. You, you can stay right here. You can just close the door on the options that keep you from the miracle. The problem is music could come. The problem is is that if you keep looking at the door that you left open, you can't see the door that God opened. Say it, say it one more time. There's some people in your life, the Lord has set before you a door. He said it in Revelations 3. In Revelations 3, he told them, he said, I know thy works. And behold, I have set before thee an open door that no man can close. The problem is that we can't see the open door that God opened. Because we're still busy hanging out at the door that we left open. And here's the deal. Most of us know, and I, I've been here before in my life, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Most of us know that if I ever walk through the door that God opened, there's no way I could ever go back to the door I left open. So here's what I'll do. I'll stay here in the middle of the door God opened and the door I left open. And I'll stay here in the middle of those two, those two things because I know if I ever step into what God's got, I got to shut that. And so here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, I wish, or he says, I would, that you would either go out here or you would come all the way in here. But because you hang out in the middle of the door you left open and the door that I opened, can't I can't use you here's how he actually said it he said I would that you were hot or cold but because you're lukewarm because you're both of those things at one time he said you can, you can be both those things at one time you, you can be he said I just you're to me you're inedible he said he said, I spew you out of my mouth, which means I can't consume you. If you were hot, I could handle you. If you were cold, I could handle you. But because you know what hot and cold is, and you've decided I'm going to be both of them, the Lord said, I can't, I can't stomach it. He says, I vomit you out. You're hanging out between the two worlds. Two things. The door you left open, the door you refused to close, and the door that I've opened into the next thing in your life. 
you're hanging out here and you won't make a decision because you know if you ever come through my door you got to close that door I came with a word for somebody today and the word is simple shut the door shut it say well if I shut it it'll, it'll cut me off I know that's why I want you to shut it if I, if I shut the door I'll offend people that's okay those people can't go where you're going they can't they can't go where you're going well if I if I close the door I may ruin my chances yeah there's some chances baby you need to ruin there, there are some bridges that are made out of matchsticks baby God, those bridges have been doused with kerosene and God's been holding a match saying you gonna burn this bridge you need to burn this bridge I, I, I put the kerosene I, I, I got the match lit would you I can't burn it for you but would you please burn this bridge and we say, we don't want to burn no bridges where the Lord wants you to. He wants you to burn the bridges. He wants you to close the door and lock every lock it has. See, I'm not leaving here until the dead thing lives again. I'm not leaving here until the broken becomes whole. I've decided to shut the door. Would you stand with me? Kind of went a little longer than I had anticipated. I apologize. See, I don't know who I'm preaching to today. The Lord didn't give me a specific person. And no matter what you want to believe, I'm not talking about anything you know, personal today or anything specific today. Someone individually. But I think the Lord dropped this message in my heart this week. Because there was somebody in this room making a decision. What should I do? And you've been, you've been, you've been asking the Lord for, for clarity. Lord, what's the next step? Like, 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 well, what, like, what do I do next? And, and you know, what, what, what are the steps that I need to take? And where are you taking me, Lord? And the Lord just sent me today with a, just a, honestly, really a simple word. And, and the simple word is you just need to shut the door. The next thing you need to do is shut the door next thing you need to do is say you know what I'm going to get covered by the blood and I'm going in here and I'm closing the door until morning I'm going to close the door until the Lord has done what he needs to do I'm, I'm closing the door on, on some options I'm, I'm closing the door on some trajectories I'm, I'm closing the doors maybe I'm closing the doors even on some opportunities because I know, I know that that's not what God wants for me. And so I'm just going to close the door on those things. And I'm walking into the open door that the Lord has opened before me that no man can shut. No man can shut this door. That means not even I can shut this door. All I can do to this door is choose to walk through it or choose not to. It, that door is not mine to open. And it's not my door to close. 
The Lord just said, I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut. I can't even shut the door. All I can do is make a decision. Do I shut the door on where I'm at into what he wants me to be? Will I walk through the door that I left open? Or will I walk through the door that the Lord opened? My message today is simple. Shut the door. Shut it. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.